Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. I want to begin by saying we welcome you today. We're glad that you have joined with us to gather around the Word of God. Uh, I want to say something on the onset. Uh, We've been preaching and teaching a lot about how to cope with this pandemic and all of the all of the repercussions of it that we're still involved in right now uh, but we don't we don't we don't need to just dwell on it god's work in the world and god's work in and through the church and god's work in the christian life is to continue uninhibited we don't need to wait for this thing to play out or become under control uh, until we let the Holy Spirit continue to work His work in us and through us. Jesus is coming soon. It's going to be a quick work done, I believe, before He comes. But every Christian needs to be at their full potential. And that is why I want to teach on a message today that I preached some years ago. But I want to teach on it in depth today. Remember to forget. I want you to say that with me out there. You that listen, I I want you to participate with me. Remember to forget. God wants you and I to remember to forget. And you will understand why this is so important. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Philippians 3 and verse 13 and listen carefully to the Word of God today. Once again, the work of God is not supposed to come to a screeching halt because of this disruption and the distraction that this pandemic has brought. God wants to continue His work. You know, the Scripture said it, didn't it? It's God that worketh in you. And that is a continual, progressive thing. It's God that worketh in us, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. And in order for that work to continue within us, we need to focus on what God is saying by His Spirit to us today. And today the message is, remember to forget from the Word of God. Listen to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. I want to make this statement up front. Our God is a God of new beginnings. And we must be unshackled from things past in order to press on to our God planned future. We need to be off the chain. You'll understand what I'm saying. I know there's a lot of Christians that are off the chain going kind of nuts right now, but I'm going to tell you this off the chain means we are free to serve God, to represent a kingdom of peace and power in the midst of all of this upheaval. Hallelujah. Philippians 3 and verse 13 The Apostle Paul says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Listen, you've got to remember, this is what he's saying, this is what the Spirit is saying to you and I today in this teaching. Remember to forget. 
Because if you don't remember to forget, you're going to stay tethered to the past. You're not going to be free to serve God in all that He has called you to be and purpose to do in and through you. And God needs us right now to be unshackled from any chain that holds us back. Amen. And I pray that every chain will be broken through this Bible study. You know, the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. This is this that we are involved in today. As we read the Scriptures itself, uh, it has the power to set free. You know, the Scripture said in, in John's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 30 and 31, If you continue in my word, you will know the truth. <laughs> and the truth will make you free. Praise God. Well, let's continue into God's truth today. Philippians 3.13 Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth to the things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. I press, I use the term often, that we are upstream Christians in a downstream world. And if we don't press, which means literally and practically in the Greek, to strain forward, to go against the grain, against the tide, against the wind, against the culture, against the devil, against our own weak flesh. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. There's a danger that this pandemic and being the, 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 the bringing to our remembrance the accuser of our brethren, bringing to our remembrance the sins of our past which are now Canceled, not just covered, but canceled by the blood of Jesus Christ. Sins are remitted through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, we had a big yellow dog. Uh, it was a mixture of other dogs, but I'll tell you, that junkyard dog, because he, he guarded when I was growing up and when I was in elementary school, he guarded uh, our uh, a tire shop where my dad and his dad owned, and I used to go work in it on Saturdays. And I remember that big junkyard dog was very, very vicious and that's what you wanted in a guard dog. He was kind to us and knew us and wouldn't harm us. But when he saw a stranger, he took off running. We had him on a heavy, heavy chain because we were afraid he would break it. And this was very dangerous, but it was also comical because he would run to the length of that chain, forget that he was on a chain, get to the end of it, it would jerk him backwards. If it wasn't for a thick leather collar, it probably would have broke his neck. But he would, he, it would jerk him backwards and his hind end would end up where his front end used to be. And, and I would laugh when that happened. Listen, many of God's children become inspired by the Word of God and prompted by the Holy Spirit to reach forth and to go forth 
and take hold of God's purposes and God's promises, only to be jerked back because we're still tethered by the memories of the past, shackled in our mind by a memory of an event that chains us and holds us back from God's best and God's purpose in our life. In many of our lives, listen carefully, we forget what we should remember, and we remember what we should forget. Some have become so weary and fearful of being jerked back (laughs) that we do not even attempt to break free. We are discouraged and we become defeated. But Paul admonishes us to remember to forget. Forget the memories of sins for which Christ has forgiven us. The great gift of God's salvation through Jesus Christ is forgiveness. And you see, God doesn't just forgive. God forgets. This is is an absolute, complete reconciliation to God. This forgiveness, this is the way God speaks about His forgiveness. Amen. He, he He says, when I forgive you as it is written, saith the Lord, I will cast their sins away from them as far as the east is from the west and their sins will I remember no more hallelujah amen when God forgives you when God forgives me he counts us as if we had never sinned he doesn't associate us with past sins ever 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 again Sin is a serious matter. God is obligated by His holiness to judge all sin. But when we come to Jesus and we confess our sins and repent of them, God is equally serious about forgiveness. God is the author of grace to save those who could never undo the past nor make up for it in the future. The only answer is forgiveness. In Psalm 133 and 4, it says, If thou, Lord, should mark iniquities, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. There's the context of verse 4, which is kind of hard to understand, that forgiveness causes us to fear him. See, this is not the dread of God. This is the this is what God really wants when you see the term the fear of the Lord. Like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord for the for the covenant child of God is not it's it's not the dread of God. Although it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, to face him is our judge is a terrifying thought. Oh, but to see His face as our Sovereign and our Savior is going to be the most wondrous day and most wondrous event we could possibly imagine. And we're going to see His smile upon us for our sins have been forgiven. (laughs) There is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. That word would, that term would mean deep reverence with all and affection. Hallelujah. Amen. Obtaining forgiveness from from God through true repentance and confession of sin is guaranteed in Scripture, provided by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. 
living a forgiven life, free from the guilt of sin's past, is for many the most difficult. Carl Menninger, the famous psychiatrist, said that if he could convince the patients in his psychiatric hospitals that all their sins are forgiven, all their failures are forgiven, all the things they did wrong and all the hurts they caused was forgiven, 75% could walk out the next day. You see, there is built into us the need to be forgiven by God if we have sinned against Him and against others. The most common New Testament Greek word for forgiveness conveys the idea of sending away, letting go. As a noun, it's used 15 times. As a verb, it is used 40 times in the New Testament. Sending away, letting go. Ephesians 1 and verse 7 says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Because of the blood of Jesus, we are forgiven. God remembers our sin no more. He sent it away. We must forget those sins. We must use God's pattern to achieve holy forgetfulness. Hebrews 10 and verse 17 says it clearly. Their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. This word remember means recall to mind. You know, I've heard many Christians that that don't understand how God forgives make these statements and and it's nothing like God's forgiveness. And you probably heard it. You may have said it. And I hope if you have said it, you don't say it that way anymore because you don't see it that way anymore. I can forgive them, but I can never forget. No, friend of mine, if you don't, if you don't refuse to continually call that to mind, I'm telling you, you haven't truly forgiven. And you can't comprehend, therefore, what it means to be forgiven by the Lord. He said, when I forgive it, I forget it. (laughs) Their sins will I remember no more. I'll never recall it to mind. I will never associate you when you are truly forgiven as a believer in Christ, as a truster in the Lord, as one who has repented and received Christ as your Savior. I will never Recall to mind any of the sins of your past. Amen. And I don't want you dwelling on it. If I don't dwell on it, if I don't recall it, I don't want you to recall it. In essence, he's saying, remember to forget. Forgetting those things that are behind. Hallelujah. Praise God. If God can get the Christian community truly forgiven through repentance and set free, hallelujah, to serve God, we're going to run this last lap of the race like we've never run it 
before, unshackled and unchained from the past, reaching forth to that that is before. And in spite of the contrary winds and forces set against us, we're going to run full out until Jesus comes. I'm looking for a God-sent Holy Ghost revival, but there are a lot of Christians still chained to their past, and we need to get past our past and reach forth to what God has purposed for us in our future. Hallelujah. And not be sidetracked and distracted and discouraged by what's happening right now. Amen. In our whole world. Listen, God wants to stir us, every one of us. He wants us to stand and be counted in His army. Hallelujah, in His forces against evil today. Praise God. Amen. God forgives. God forgets. God forgives and God forgets. Listen to Psalm 103 and verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. <laughs> Hallelujah. God forgives, dear friend, and God forgets. He forgets the sins of the past because the past will never be brought up against us. The accuser of the brethren, the devil himself, he can never bring up past sins and accuse us any further at the foot of the cross all of that comes to a screeching halt hallelujah i like i like revelation chapter 12 it says now is the accuser of our brethren cast down that accused them day and night and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they loved not their life unto the death. Praise God. Hallelujah. We must forget and remember to forget. Never recall to mind. We must cast away the memory and the guilt and go free. Someone said, and I saw it, I think, on a T-shirt, but a lot of wisdom. Sometimes there's more wisdom on the T-shirts if it has the Word of God printed on it than there is in some pulpits in America and around the world. Next time the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen. There was a t-shirt the other day I saw it. It had, had, had nails and blood-stained nails on, on the, on the front of it and a huge old rugged cross. On the back, it says Jesus whipped the devil with an ugly stick. And I amen the, the back, back of that t-shirt. The cross is ugly. It's the most horrible way imaginable for someone to die. Oh, friend of mine, but the cross is beautiful to the Christian because it means there is forgiveness with God that we may be set free. He, he suffered so that we could be set free. Amen. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Don't let the devil jerk you around anymore. It's time to reach forth to the things that are before. 
you are free to run the race with patience, unencumbered by the sin and weights that, that, that so easily discourage and defeat you. Amen. We need to also forget the memory of people who have wronged us and hurt us. The only way to break free from painful memories is truly forgive the people who have caused the pain, the people who have wronged us. When we forgive, we can forget <laughs> and get on with our life for Jesus Christ. Mark eleven twenty five says, And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. See, the devil is relentless, appealing to our weak flesh and to our unrenewed minds uh, to continue to, to have stinking thinking. And that's the only way I know to practically describe. Always thinking about those people who wronged us, those people who hurt us. I don't want to be chained to those people. There was an ancient, ancient, and this, 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 this is awful to even talk about, but, but, but it illustrates this. Maybe it will shock us enough to drive it home. There was an ancient way of dealing with a murderer. Uh, and one of the things they did, you know what they did to, to punish him and make it a slow, agonizing death, remembering the crime he committed? They would chain the corpse of the person he and this I forget which society and circle and time frame of ancient history this was done but it was barbaric and unthinkable but I want you to think about it today they would chain the corpse the that would would begin to rot and decay chain the corpse to that person if anyone tried to loose that person from that chain before that person died from the infection or going absolutely mad from this decaying corpse chained to their body until they died. Can you imagine how horrible to eat, sleep, wake every moment with that chain to you and you knowing you cannot get away or get loosed or get free from it? When we walk in unforgiveness, it's like chaining that memory to us. And it is terrible. It is an awful way to live. This idea of, of forgiving and not forgetting is not biblical. It's not Christ-like. It's not God. It, and that's why many of us have trouble accepting God's forgiveness. How could He, how could He treat me as if I didn't do that? It's because of a grace that brings a joy unspeakable. It talks of the unsearchable riches of Christ. This is a grace that is beyond human ability to grant without God's supernatural help. Now, I need supernatural. I can't just forgive like that, and I can't just forget like that. But when the love of God is shed abroad in my heart supernaturally by the Holy Spirit, I can forgive like God forgives, and I can forget like God forgets. Hallelujah. Praise God that your Father forgive when you stand praying. 
If you have ought against any, that your Father which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. That's why it's incorporated into the Lord's Prayer or our pattern prayer from the Lord. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our trespasses contingent on as we forgive those who trespass against us. Remember to forgive and forget. Do not recall it to mind. The person who says, I can forgive, but I can never forget, has never truly forgiven. Remember that. When we dwell upon thoughts of injustices, betrayals, wrongs, hurts, we secure ourselves in a prison of pain and bitterness. Forgiveness is the key to the prison doors. Once free, we can forget the past. Marriage partners can have a new beginning that have been done so terribly wrong. Friends that have parted can have a new beginning. Even if we are not forgiven by others, we are free to go on with God's blessing. Praise God. Amen. A man named John Oglethorpe in talking to John Wesley, once made the comment, I never forgive, Mr. Wesley, replied to him. Sir, then I hope you never sin. Clara Barton was known to hold resentment against, was never known, rather, to hold resentment against anyone. Once a friend recalled to her a cruel thing that had happened to her some years previously, but Clara seemed not to remember the incident. Don't you remember the wrong that was done against you? Her friend asked. And she answered, No, I distinctly remember forgetting that. Hallelujah. Friend, we need to remember to forget. And we need to forget and never forget how God forgives us and how we should forgive others. Real victory over an enemy is not to seek vengeance nor to hold a grudge throughout your life, but to get past the bitterness by forgiving and forgetting and living joyously and victoriously in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. George Herbert said it this way, and I quote, He who cannot forgive destroys the bridge over which he must cross himself. Hallelujah. Oh, friend. Philip Brooks said this. I love these quotes. They're very true. You who are living, letting miserable misunderstandings run on from year to year, meaning to clear them up someday. You who are keeping wretched quarrels alive because you can't quite make up your minds that now is the day to sacrifice your pride and kill them. If you could only know and see and feel all of a sudden that time is short, how it would break the spell, you could go and do instantly the thing which you might never have another chance to do. Amen. The minister, the father of three small children, crept out of bed during a violent thunderstorm to check on his children. Their beds were empty, so he called out to them. <laughs> and they answered him from the closet, and they said, We're in the closet. 
forgiving one another. A friend of mine, if you don't matter where you go to forgive, we need to get into that state of mind that we forget that that holds us to the past. And one of the ways to cont- to have that work in your life in a practical way, a personal way, is to forgive those who have harmed you, those who have hurt you, those who have wronged you. The Bible said we're to forgive one another for Jesus' sake. If God has forgiven you for, the, for no other reason than for Jesus' sake, then we ought to forgive one another for Jesus' sake. And last but not least, we need to forget about our failures. You're not a failure because you failed, dear friend. You become a failure when you fail to learn from your mistakes and go on with confidence in God's love and grace. Hallelujah. Matthew 26 says this, And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Literally, violently is the Greek word. With poignant grief is the metaphor for that. Many times our failures can bring us to a deeper dependence on God, a deeper appreciation for His grace and mercy, a greater capacity to show mercy to others. Peter was in danger of utter defeat. He failed miserably. How astounded he must have been when Mary said on resurrection morn, Tell the disciples, and Peter, I am risen. How overwhelmed he must have been when Christ cooked fish for this hurting man who was fatigued and discouraged and Jesus is blessing him after the resurrection. How humbled he must have been when Jesus asked if he loved him and Jesus said, and, and, and Peter said, Yea, Lord, and he said, Then feed my sheep. Peter was changed from a bitter man to a better man. Helen White said, There is no failure so great as a Christian who does not rise from it. And Dr. Erwin Lutzer said, Those who have failed miserably are often to first, the first to see God's formula for success. And I believe his formula for success from the failures of our past and our, our now and even our future when we do fail is forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth. See, we're set free to go forward and not look back. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good today. I'm glad there is forgiveness with Him that He may be feared today, that He may be reverenced I'm still in awe of the grace of God today. His grace is still amazing to me. Praise God. And what a wonderful opportunity we have to be unshackled from the past that we can reach forth and go forth and fulfill our commission from the Lord. That we might go into all the world and Preach the gospel to every creature. Just before Jesus comes, it's time to not be distracted by the pandemic and not to be held back by our past. But it is time for every child of God to be unshackled. (laughs) Hallelujah. To be off the chain. 
Glory be to God for Jesus. Today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you're shackled by your sin. And Jesus came to set the captive free. He's anointed to do that. He's appointed to do that. He achieved it at the cross in your behalf and mine. And He bids us come. Just like we are with our faults, our failures, our sins. And to receive Him as our Savior. So turn from your sin. Don't run from God. Run to Him. Not just for safety from the pandemic, but safety from the judgment to come. And peace within your heart. Peace within your mind. In Jesus' name.